Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 134, Do the Woo, Bob WP here, and I'm back with Noel. Noel, Noel, how are you doing? Hey Bob, I'm doing well, how are you? Good, I hear you're kind of um, um, getting yourself a little, you're not, I mean you're busy, but you're kind of busy in an organized sort of way, so things are kind of smoothing out a little bit for you. Yes, and, and I'm getting more time to, you know, study, learn new languages, work on my website, you know, all these kind of things that fall by the wayside when things are going crazy. Um, but yeah, I've been working on some awesome projects and it's always good to launch, you know, always such a great feeling. But yeah, it's, it's smoother for me on, so I'm excited. Cool. Well, that's good to hear. I, I know you were um, a little bit overwhelmed, which is always good. A lot of work, but you got some some perspective going on here and some stuff you can do that you wanted to do. Well, this is this is a long overdue show. This is uh, exciting because I have a, a good friend of mine who um, has put up with me for a few years and uh, continues to put up me, with me. And I was glad he accepted this uh, invite uh, Brad Morrison. Brad, hey. Hey, Brad. Hey, Bob. Hey, Noel. Thank you. Just so I'm excited to be here. So th- thank you so much. Always a pleasure hanging out with you, Bob. Always. Yeah, well, we'll see how many more years that lasts, but we'll we'll tick them off. You know, I put it on my little, I put it on a spot on my whiteboard. How many years Brad puts up with me? So it's so far so good. All righty. Well, we're going to dive right into it. Uh, Brad, some of you may know Brad, some of you may not. And I typically ask people how they do the woo, but, you know, Brad kind of touches woo with his business and touches a lot of other WordPress pieces. So just tell us a little bit about what you do and then we'll go from there. So I am the CEO of GoWP um, and we are a company that supports digital agencies, um, specifically digital agencies that use WordPress and increasingly WooCommerce. Um, So um, we kind of support them in three different ways. We handle staff augmentation for them. If a digital agency needs to add someone to their team, we also have outsourced services like WordPress maintenance and content edits and page builds. Um, And then the third component, which over the last year has been really important is um, giving, having a forum or a place where digital agency owners can come, a peer network where they can come and bounce ideas. They can have support um, during the pandemic. It was really important, uh, but it, it continues to be important just to share ideas and grow together as a team. And so we have community and training set up around that specifically. Cool. Now, I, I don't know if I've ever heard your story. I, I may have. And before we get into all these different uh, things that you offer through GoWP, how did you get into WooCommerce? How did you get into the space? So, yeah. <laughs> or actually, um, I should I, say WordPress and then, you know, WooCommerce probably just natively came along. That's right. Yeah, we were. Um, so I'm, gosh, I guess 2004, um, I started an agency. And, uh, and so for, from 2004 to 2014, we basically did agency work. Um, so we, it was just me. Then I hired um, the first employee who was Lucas Karpiak, who's still with us now. Um, that was 2009, I believe. And, uh, and then uh, we transitioned in 2014. We built the agency up. We built Joomla sites for the first four or five years. And then somewhere around I think WordPress 2.8, 
3.0, somewhere around that time period, we switched over to WordPress. And it was one of those where you could see the writing on the wall. I had I had been building Joomla sites as a non-developer and I liked it because there were things that I could do. Um, you know, I was an implementer. I wasn't a developer, but I would I could build sites for small businesses. I didn't quite, WordPress wasn't as easy for me to use as a non-developer um, in those early years. But you could see more and more people starting to use it. You could see the features. It kept getting better faster than, than Joomla did at the time. And, uh, and so... Um, I knew I needed a WordPress developer. We needed to move in that direction. And so I hired Lucas, he came on board and, uh, and then we were purely a WordPress agency after that. And then what we, what we did in 2014 was we decided to productize certain components of our agency. So we went from a service-based business to a productized service built specifically at the time around maintenance and, and, uh, support. Yeah, that's interesting. Two thousand nine, because I I know I entered WordPress two thousand seven, two thousand seven through about two thousand nine. I swear, there's so many people I know that jumped in at that time, and I don't know if there was some, like you said, if there was some vibe, or we all got some WordPress fever, or I'm not exactly sure what the, but it was it was a time that everybody, because I had that I had an agency for 17 years prior to that, and you know I just made the switch too at that particular moment in time. So there was there was something in the air. Yes, I I think I think it was. I mean, even things like adding menu items, right? Like that was that was easy. I could push buttons and easily do that in Joomla. That was harder to do it in WordPress, Um, and so. During that time period, all of that became a whole lot easier. And then you had custom post types with, was that 3.0 maybe? Um, So custom post types coming out. And so then it's like, whoa, this is, WordPress is not just a blogging platform because that's kind of what everyone had said at the time. Oh, WordPress is great for blogs, but it's not good for a small business site. And then I think that's the time period that it was changing. It's very, very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I, I looked back, it was horrifying. I went in the way back machine and it wasn't working anymore, but my transition was primarily because I wanted to find something that I could make decent sites for people. You know, WordPress was it because I was doing these weird HTML sites and my site, when I actually made the transition to my first theme, which was from iTheme to iThemes was my very first for my own site. I had this one site and I wish I could actually have the live version of it because it'd be so hilarious. But I have all the little I was using, you know, Flash or something. I had all the little words for each service drop in the letters one at a time in form. And then they would go over and shift around. Oh, it was just I want to see that. Yeah, it, <laughs> I, I wish I could have that because it would be such a horrifying experience for all of us to, you know, this is like Bob pre WordPress and it, it was bad. So I, I needed something desperately after that. <laughs> well, that's enough about enough about me, but you have so many pieces to the puzzle and, you know, as far as what you offer, um, I know that probably maintenance is something you've been, you know, kind of in the game for quite a while and maybe let's just start out with that. And I think it'll transcend into these other uh, areas you do. Uh, I know we keep touching on the growth in the last year and a half in WooCommerce and e-commerce, and then, you know, even further back than that. But from the maintenance side of thing, what, what has really taken place over the last two, three years with you seeing more 
either e-commerce or specifically WooCommerce come into the space? Yeah, it's definitely been um, a priority for a lot of the agencies that we work with. It's been a, a, a core focus of of a lot of the agencies that we work with. Um, I mean, you see, you see other full companies springing up to support WooCommerce. We've seen that on the, on this, on the maintenance side. So I will say, you know, I was talking internally um, in, in preparation for this a little bit, just to get the thoughts of our maintenance team on maintaining WooCommerce sites and their perspective was really interesting. They, you know, there was a time several years ago, probably around the, First, the transition uh, when Automatic bought um, uh, Woo, right? And, uh, and so there was a time then where we wanted to run from WooCommerce sites. Like we, it, it really like just maintaining and making it all work well together was, was, was hard work. And on our model where we're a productized service and we're doing things at scale, when you introduce something that really needs to be very custom it's it's hard. It kind of can break that model. And so WooCommerce sites did not fit. We even had a separate WooCommerce plan to approach things manually. And uh, it slowed us down. It, does, it didn't fit in with the rest of what we do. What we've seen, though, is over the last couple of years, specifically the last year, it's been a lot easier to maintain. Um, so it has like, I mean, we have really there's not a lot of difference. Whereas before it was, hey, you know, what is your stack agency owner? What is your stack that you're using? Let's look at that. Okay. This might be a little bit of a challenge, or we're going to have to do this a little bit differently, or we're going to have to make an exception. We recommend you use our our tool this way um, to maintain when we're maintaining these sites. We don't have to do that with with WooCommerce anymore, really. Um, It's, we consider it you know, another plugin, um, and we're able to just do what we do in maintaining WordPress sites with WooCommerce. And so we're seeing a lot less troubleshooting on when, because things aren't breaking as much and we're um, not finding the issues, you know, that we used to find just updating WooCommerce and related WooCommerce extensions, which is great. And so the team, it was, it was interesting just talking to the team about it. They're like, yeah, that's, that's not really a problem anymore. And, and I thought that was, you know, I don't think that we had really had, you know, sat back to look at that and thought about it. And uh, it's uh, it not, not the same. It's much easier to maintain. So it's definitely, more mature, which is amazing. Yeah, and I personally can't wait to see where it goes in the upcoming time. I mean, I feel like it's so rapid now, like we're going to be seeing some awesome changes and, you know, the elements that have that are coming with 5.8 and all that. It is like, yeah, it's quite amazing. I mean, for me, if I look back eight years ago, because my first site was a WooCommerce site and I can just say, like, just in terms of, like, documentation and being able to find solutions online or find, like, people to have conversations with. And it's just nowadays it's so much easier. Like, back then it was really blood, sweat, and tears. And this is not even, like, as long ago. Yeah. Um, so... I'm really curious. I mean, you've, you know, you've said that the demand for WooCommerce support has been increasing. And I can imagine, I mean, I've heard... Coronavirus has had an impact on so many businesses. How did the needs of your clients change during that time? Yeah, oh, that's a that's a good question. It was so interesting 
early on uh, because there was a lot of fear. There was a lot of uncertainty. People people did not. So I'm, I'm specifically talking about maybe March through mm-hmm. June of last year. Our We saw a dip during that time. Um, for example, we had a large vacation rental company that had you know, many, many sites with us. And, you know, they, they had to, they were cutting, cutting, cutting because it's like, no one's going to be taking vacations during this time. And what's funny is look at how that has flipped over the, the second part or, or second and third part of the, of the, of the last year uh, where people are actually taking vacations. And if it can be a socially distant mm-hmm. where you feel safe, you know, that's, that's exactly what it is. And so like, like that's, people are looking for that. And so we saw a brief dip, but then it just, it's crazy, the growth for a lot of our customers, specifically ones that have, that are supporting online shops. Um, so, so e-commerce businesses, like it has been, um, it has been a really good time um, over the last year from a business standpoint, not, not to get into the social side and all, all of the other the issues that, that, that have happened um, with the pandemic, from, but from a digital agency owner standpoint, um, there has been no shortage of business. Um, they, our, our, our digital agencies have really been growing during this time. Uh, we, everyone was a little bit uncertain and scared at the beginning, uh, but people shifted dollars uh, to online and people got more comfortable working remotely and we've seen it across the board. So, um, so our business in turn has, has really grown during, during the pandemic. We've, we've hired multiple people and it's been a, um, it's been positive from a business standpoint, um, which is at least one uh, bright spot in this rough, rough time we've had over the last year. In reflection of that, on your side of things, have you been able to find qualified people in the Woo space? Is that grown too, or is it, or do you feel also that you're getting a lot of people? And maybe you don't have an exact, you know, direct touch to this, but a lot coming to you that, yeah, I'll do WooCommerce. Well, how long you been doing it? Well, since last March. You know, because they kind of jumped on as a developer, they jumped on the bandwagon. And I know you have your um, dedicated developers that you source out to agencies and stuff. Has that demand that you've had been met through finding people to fill those spots? Yeah, it's it is harder. Um, it, it is harder to find qualified. I mean, I think we see that even just globally and and across many different industries right now. It's hard to find. Um, it's hard to find staff. Um, it, it just is. WooCommerce specifically, you know, the skill set when we're doing staff augmentation and we're placing a developer on someone's team, it depends on what they're doing. So let's say they're not working with WooCommerce. Maybe they're they're not even doing a whole lot of custom development. They're they're doing a lot of build outs with uh, Divi, Elementor, Beaver Builder, a, a Page Builder, um, increasingly, you know, Gutenberg, um, and so. Because of oxygen, there's there's more I could go on and on with the list of page builders that that people are using, and so finding uh, qualified folks that can that can jump into an agency and follow their processes and do things the way they do that it's not easy, but we've we've been we've done a good job of finding recruiting and and vetting and testing and onboarding and training and doing all of that. It's worked out well. When you move to a little bit more advanced skill set, right? So let's just say it was a pure backend developer that needs to do plug-in work. That's been very difficult. It's been very difficult to find mm-hmm. um, to, to find that. 
WooCommerce is a, a little bit of a hybrid, right? You're, you're looking for someone who has good front-end skills. You're looking for, looking for someone that also is competent on the back-end as well. Um, you know, you, you may be building a WooCommerce site, but you're integrating it with other vendors or you're doing, you're doing things um, that, that are, are more PHP, MySQL. It's, more, it's not just like front-end development. It's, it's, so it's somewhere in between, right? It's, uh, we, we are having success in finding those, those, those candidates and, and bringing them on and placing them, but it is, it is a more advanced skill set and it is more difficult. It's very different than, you know, when we posted jobs in the past, it's not, you know, you, you could have 200 applicants out of the gate very quickly. We're having to recruit, like we're, we're having to do a little bit more of, you know, building a network, building inroads, hiring recruiters in specific areas with specific qualifications um, and, and background to be able to, to find the right developers that our digital agencies need. Um, so yes, it is definitely more difficult. And I don't see that letting up anytime soon. I think that will continue to be, uh, which if you have training along with this, then you know you're you're able to bring someone in that might have that that court that page builder experience and then train and over time and and that, the great thing about with what we do when we're doing staff augmentation and done for you outsource services we have we have a way to to give developers hands on experience with. I think page builds that we're working on with maintenance that we're working on. So they're, if they're not able to get that from the digital agency placement, they're able to get that from our outsourced services. So we can do that, but you build people up and say, Hey, this is a growing field. Agencies are asking for this more and more. They need this. They're building a lot of WooCommerce sites. Let's invest some training um, to, to be able to get you to support them. Yeah. So is that a result of there's been a growing demand online or is it the lack of individuals having those skills or is it a mix? Yeah, I, th- I think it's both. I, I mean, you, you don't have to go too far back to for it to be new to have someone that is purely a WordPress developer, right? I'm, I'm just a dedicated WordPress developer. This is what I do, right? Before that, it might be a front-end developer. It might be a back-end developer. It might be a full stack. It might be, hey, we've dealt with things and I can do WordPress because I've built PHP applications or I've built whatever. And, and so over the last few years, you, I mean, you have a, a strong group of dedicated like WordPress developers. They've done nothing but WordPress and they've done it for a decade in some cases, right? Or more. With WooCommerce, it's even newer than that, right? So, so it's, it's still an emerging. So there's not a robust labor supply yet. There, there, it's just not uh, comparably like, like looking at it across, like across, just across tech. Um, so I think more of that will happen. I do think that the growth of it has exceeded um, the, the, the growth of the labor supply. For, for dedicated WooCommerce developers. And I think over time with training, it will continue to, to kind of catch up, hopefully. Um, but it's not, it's not tomorrow. It's, it's going to be... Um, and, and I think you, people, we have to be intentional about getting people into the field and intentional about training up um, skill sets to be able to, to meet that need. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And not just GoWP. That's across the board. That's in the WooCommerce and, and in the WordPress space. Hey, Bob WP here, and I'd like to take a moment to thank two of our pod friends for their support of Do The Woo. You do what you're good at, and when building your client's WooCommerce shops, often it's a perfect opportunity to partner up with someone that fills in those gaps to make your client 
100% happy. Mindsize has helped individual stores handle hundreds of millions of dollars worth of orders. They know their stuff. Their site performance audit with ongoing monitoring and iterative performance improvements are key to help you optimize your next client project. So with Mindsize, they're a great partner to consider, to hook up with, and make sure your clients are 100% satisfied with the performance of their sites. Visit Mindsize.com to learn more. If you have a client who's looking for a point-of-sale solution, consider suggesting Foo Sales. In fact, Foo Sales is the first native WooCommerce point-of-sale to support in-person payments using Square Reader. Now, you can use Foo Sales with the Square Terminal for your client projects, but the icing on the cake is that it not only works with Foo Sales iPad and Android apps, but the Foo Web app. So you really need to check this out if your clients have been asking for a point-of-sale solution or a new point-of-sale solution. Find them at foosales.com. And now let's head back to the show. On the landing page builds, how long have you had that service about? We're probably at, gosh, uh, a year and a half. Um, Yeah, I think December, November, December will be two years on that. Yeah. Where does the demand for that primarily come from as far as, you know, it's it's a wide open space. I mean, you could think of landing pages on an e-commerce site versus landing pages on, you know, other call to action or just products, you know, single product pages. Where has that demand been? Has that, has that shifted any or is that growing any certain area? It is. Um, I, I can tell you why we introduced it, um, which might help. So we, you know, we have our maintenance and then we have our content edits, which is us making those quick, you know, half hour, you know, 30 minute tasks that we're doing on a site. What we found is that so many agencies are using page builders to build out sites. They're not using custom themes. They're not using, they're, they're building out sites from scratch in, in page builders. So where's the line between adding three new rows of content. So editing content on a page, on a page using Elementor, for example, um, versus, hey, could you build this page out for me, right? So here's, here's the design. Here's what we want. Here's, it's still, you're, you're kind of editing content. You're adding a new page. So the line was, it just takes a little bit longer, right? It takes a little bit, it takes more time to build that page out. So we did not want to have like this hard line to say, well, your 30 minutes is up because it's the same skill that, that on our side. So we have folks that can do that. We just needed to have an option to kind of expand the scope of what we're doing when someone says build this. So that was the original intention of it. Um, have a new plan that people can go to if they do want pages built constantly, because we saw an increase in people wanting to have dedicated landing pages for different ads that they're running, different like sales pages for online courses, whatever they were doing, they wanted to be able to quickly build uh, different landing pages. And so we we expanded that and did that. Then we kind of turned that into a little bit more of, all right, I want to build a new site and I've got homepage, I've got 
services page. I've got about us. I've got whatever, five different kind of templates that I want. Can you do that with the, with the page build service, the landing page build service? And so we're like, it's not, wasn't really the intention, but we can give that a, a try. Let's see how that works. And that actually led into the dedicated developer offering. And so we kind of, that that's how this evolved. So um, there has been a little bit of cannibalization from the dedicated developer to the landing page because you have so much more freedom with a landing with a dedicated developer that's that's building pages out. They can do project work, they can do maintenance, they can do a number of different things for the agency instead of just the actual page builds. So yes, it has increased, but all of the services we offer kind of work together. And sometimes someone goes from here to there, and and that works out. Um, but I do think pay like landing pages specifically. People don't want to use a third-party service for that. They don't want like WordPress. Uh, if, they, if they have a WordPress site, they want to be able to quickly build landing pages on the WordPress site. So yes, we have seen an increase in that. It is, I, we feel, a, a pretty um, needed service in the space, specifically because we deal with digital agencies that want to be able to spin those up quickly. Yeah, it's also what I'm seeing with uh, with my clients that will just, um, you know, after a site is built, they will often request extra extra pages, especially that are advertising specifically, you know, like one optimized for this query, one optimized for that one, AB split testing and so on. Yes. So have also, I've also noticed increased demand for that, yeah. How do you, Noel, how do you right now um, charge for that? Is it basically just like you quote them for building another page out or do you have like a, have you productized that in any way where you, you or do you just hourly based on the amount of work you're doing? Yeah, uh, I have shifted. I used to always quote flat rates, um, but that ended up not really working out for me. Um, what I've been enjoying more now is clients that say like, okay, we'll do 50 hours a month, say, at um, at a bit of a discounted rate versus my regular hourly rate. And they just make all the requests they want, you know, whether it's added functionality, whether it's a landing page, whether it's maintenance that needs to happen, just all is in those hours and we can sometimes adjust as needed. But yeah, but that that works quite that works quite well, quite smoothly, minimal admin, that sort of thing. Yeah, I, I love that. There's so much administrative when you start like quoting back and mm. forth, but being able to kind of reduce the friction and just say, hey, you've got this set number of hours and they can request whatever they want, whether it's WordPress, WooCommerce, landing page, whatever it is, that's, yeah, it's a, it's a good route to go. Cool. Yeah, this reminds me because I'm kind of at an interesting point with my site looking at specific pages that need to be redone, redesigned, and then how that affects other pages and you don't think of landing pages as, you know, these pages that are specific to the needs that you have. They may be about pages. They might be archive pages, whatever. And having that kind of service available where you can tell somebody, go in and take care of these pages. So I, I really love that idea. Yeah. And I'll say too, like a talented front-end developer that has some design experience. We have we have seen, I'll just mention like Dennis on our team, for example, we've been doing that even with the GoWP website is he's so good at not just front-end development, but also he's he's a designer and he's good with design. And so with that one individual, he's able to kind of take that and say, you know what, 
let's do this a different way. Your, your content's here, but let's do this. Let's present that in a different way. Let's change the menu structure. And so the it's a, a great balance between the design and the code needed to get it to you know look the way that that he and we envision, which is which is neat. So again, multiple ways to do it. You could have a dedicated service where you're paying someone like you know Noel to kind of say, hey, I want to I want to do that. Um, you could bring a dedicated developer in to do that. There's a, a number of different ways to accomplish it. Yeah, cool. Well, I I do want to touch on what you said now is this piece that has grown exponentially over the last, I don't know, I don't think you said time frame, but the community and training. Can you just talk a bit about that? Just kind of introduce us how that has all built up and how that has become a bigger part of your business. Yeah, we, you know, it's interesting when you when you think about why you're in business in the first place, right? You to have a healthy business, yes, you have to be driving revenue, you have to be profitable. You're, I always say we 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 feed a lot of mouths at our company, and we help the customers that that we work with. We support them as well, and and that's in our interest. But one major goal of mine, just as a business owner, um, something that I, this, this sense of community and belonging and, and having, you know, this, this peer group and having it that to me, that's kind of the difference between enjoying what you do and not enjoying what you do. And, and so community has always been so important and we are in an industry that can be very isolating in a lot of ways, right? We we're remote, um, most of us um, are remote. Some have offices, but we're remote. There are a lot of freelancers and micro agencies um, in the WordPress world that don't have the support of a full team. I, I've been there. Like it, for several years, it was just me, and then it was just me, and it was Lucas, and then it was like small. So as a as a digital agency owner in where we were, which was a mid sized city. Other people that did web were really our competitors, and there were three or four other, you know. And so I didn't have a peer group there to say, "Hey, how do you handle bookkeeping? Um, who do you use for your attorney? Who do you, you know, all, all the things you need to grow a strong business?" And so uh, it's always been important to me, and it really wasn't until we transitioned to GoWP that. I sought some of these communities out and got the support that I needed for us to build what we've built. And I mean, specific shout out WP Elevation and Troy Dean, um, which is a fantastic community. And, uh, and I've, you know, I, I, I had Troy in as a coach and uh, we did um, the, the peer group within WP Elevation um, has just been over the years. So fantastic. Uh, but I could go on. I could, you know, Lee Jackson with Agency Trailblazer, uh, Kyle Van Dusen with the Admin Bar. There's a number of different communities online that give people that, that kind of peer support um, that, that really helps in an industry that can be very isolating and lonely. Um, so that's good. So we knew if we're supporting digital agencies and we know that need is there and I've experienced that myself. And it also, it makes the difference between a happy place to work and one that might not be as happy and fulfilling. Let's build that into what we're doing because that's important. And so um, we, we've done that. Uh, we have our, uh, the GoWP niche agency owners uh, Facebook group, um, which is really the core of, of what, of everything we do with the community. Um, during the pandemic, we kicked off 
we, we just heard from our agencies. I just want to see people. I just want to talk to people because I can't go, I, I'm, I'm remote here and I can't go out and, and be around people. So we kicked off our Friday, what we call happiness hours, uh, which is a, a Friday happy hour uh, where, you know, we just come together, agency owners and, and other folks that work with agency owners. We come together and we hang out and we share our wins and we share our struggles. Um, and we sometimes have a topic that we'll kick off and say, let's talk about, you know, um, this type of tool this week, or this type of how you handle um, uh, bookkeeping, how you, whatever it is, right? And so we we have that, and it's been it's been so great that as things kind of open back here a little bit in the U.S., we've continued that, and we will continue that uh, because we've seen that that it, it, there's a need that we're that we're filling, and we'll continue to do more in that area because again, in with the mouths to feed, right? It, it helps our agency owners be stronger financially. It helps them be more like grow and become more profitable by giving training that they need to grow their business. So that's why we have people like, you know, Jennifer Bourne on uh, to go through um, a webinar and teach one aspect of things. It's like we bring, we bring people in so that we can focus on that and build up the agency so that they can do better at what they do, which in turn helps us grow as well. And uh, it's a win all around. Noel, how has, I mean, probably a lot of what Brad just said touched you. I mean, you're, you're a single agency. Just do you have anything to add to that? Just your own experiences and what community has meant to you and how it's helped you? Yeah, like I, I keep saying, hey, like if it wasn't for the community, I really, I would definitely wouldn't be like here you know um yeah because from the beginning i mean it started out with you know now untechnical me eight years back maybe almost nine years back um now trying to figure stuff out and you know going table rate shipping a super complex setup on like my first website and i wanted to like bash my head against the wall and i'm like what am i gonna do like it was so hard like so hard and um also being in a small South African town with a two megabyte, uh, a two MB per second connection didn't help with my patience at the time. But uh, yeah, finding Facebook communities, I mean, the first, you know, first were like WordPress and Divi related Facebook communities, especially, I think, yeah, I think first it was like Divi ones. And it just made the world of difference because I felt these people understood me and they were generally really kind. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. These are experienced, experienced people that are taking time out of their, out of their day to help me for free, you know, for the sake of community and helping each other. That was an amazing experience for me. It's something completely new, um, you know, and through the years, I mean, now I'm in a position where I can actually put back into the community, which is really wonderful. But I still remember what it's like to, you know, kind of like feel lost. Like I really felt that um, finding a community yeah, it just helped me like deep dive, helped me with feel more secure in what I did, like stimulated me to, you know, learn new things. Like peers would share, like, hey, have you seen this cool thing? And, you know, then from there, it's just, you know, it's a rabbit, it's a rabbit hole, a good rabbit hole, though. 
so like having someone that has been there, right. That has experienced something that you and learning from them. And we're in this community, like it, all of this is so built into WordPress too, which is great with WordPress meet. I mean, community is so important with WordPress, right. That, I think that has made the difference in a successful open source project and, and one, all, all of the other CMSs and e-commerce, like you look at even like other e-commerce systems, why they die in WordPress thrives is because of the strong community that's around it. Um, and just being able to learn from people that, that have been where you are now. So that's something that I, I talk sometimes with Chris Lemma about because I've learned so much from him because he's, he, a lot of the things that, that I'm going through now and building the business, he has, he has been there before and just being able to lean on the generosity of others, which there's so many generous people in, in the WordPress and WooCommerce space. Um, is is just it's really incredible and with community hand in hand if it has that empathy where you said you know everybody that's experienced something i i don't find myself in large groups talking as much but i have a lot of single one-on-one conversations with people that just reach out and they'll get going and i'll say you know i was there eight years ago and i still can feel for you because you know and here's here's where i really screwed up and here's where I finally, finally got it or something. So uh, the the fact, I mean, you know, transparency is great and not everybody has to go on and talk about their failures, but also at the same time, it's, I was just on a, uh, a chat, I think it was a podcast. We were talking about membership sites and when they kind of became, and I, I said, you know, I said, I, my first membership site was in 2008 that I built before membership sites, I think really became membership sites. I don't even, maybe that's why it didn't last. But I spent nine months building this thing out of headway theme, using the headway theme and wish list that was a membership available. It took me nine months to build it and it took me one month to close it down. You know, it was like, oh, no. you know, there was a lesson learned there and there's a lot of lessons learned in that one, which I never regret. You know, my wife and I both decided, Judy, we we one day we were we did it a month into it and it was really strange because in the evening we looked at each other and I said do you like doing this membership site she said no <laughs> and I said I don't either so we just we had a few members by then and I uh, just you know gave them their money back and basically said I'm flipping the switch on this sucker and moving on so and you so it, you learned so much through that though I'll tell you someone from the other side with your experience Bob like you and I I mean you you have it's the experience like that that helps someone like me that doesn't know much about podcasting and audio and community building and you and I have had conversations every step of the way during that and your successes failures but your willingness to be able to pass that knowledge on to someone like me is just incredible. So thank you for that. So, Oh yeah. More than welcome. And I, and I, you know, it's, yeah, you, you learn so much through those and I've told people, you know, how many different things I've through the WordPress, my, just my WordPress career that I've started and shut down and, you know, you just don't wallow in it. You just got to move on and, and, yeah, it can be tough at times, but anyway, well, um, I, I knew this would be wonderful. I knew getting Brad on, it's long overdue, you know, and I and I can vouch for the group he has and the um, Friday chat they have. If you know, if you are a business out there, a small business and an agency, 
And yeah, get on there because there's a lot of people there that are experiencing what you have, have experienced, just like you said. And the conversation is great. And you'll probably walk away with tons of resources and ideas each time. And so I highly encourage anyone, you know, that is in that space to go check it out. So yeah, speaking of, where can they find this again? I mean, let's just reiterate it. And then if they want to reach out to you anywhere, where's the best place for them to do that? Well, thank you for that. I appreciate it. It's a, it's a good group and a fun community. Um, the, the Facebook group is a great place to start. Um, so the GoWP niche agency owners uh, on Facebook, um, that's, that's probably the number one we're doing now. All of our training and everything is really within that. If outside of that, uh, Twitter and Brad Morrison, I'm not extremely active on, on Twitter, but it is a good way to send a DM and, and reach out. Um, send me an email, brad at gowp.com. Uh, is another another good way to get in touch. And then our our website, gowp.com, if you want to talk to someone else on the team, uh, then uh, they'll be able to kind of help you and explain some of any of the services that we offer. But that's that's generally the best way to get in touch. Perfect. All righty. Well, everyone, thanks for joining us. Just like to give a shout out to our pod friends, Foo Sales and MindSize. Go check them out at foosales.com and MindSize. You heard all about them midway through the show. And yeah, appreciate all my pod friends and all my friends support. GoWP is a community friend and I certainly have appreciated Brad's support over the years as well. So that's it for now. And I, one more time, just want to thank you so much for joining us, Brad. Thank you both for having me. I appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much, Brad. Cheers, guys. Until next time.